one for your analyze the and taxons. If you managed to get some earbuds, welcome, folks, to the Wonder Years. For all your animals rereading and eventual rewatching needs, I do need to swap that around in the intro. My name is Lulu. And I'm a very rare chicken. My name is Seda, and I'm a very, very incredibly rare chicken. Rare, rare isn't like hard to find or just like really undercooked? Uh, both. You gotta really search for me, and then you did I, I guess like, long I, enough. I mean, I guess, like, alive is pretty rare, like... Yeah, it's the rarest not, thing your meat not, can get. <laughs> and also, I'm hidden. I'm hidden in secret. The, the secret unfindable chicken. I'm the secret uncooked chicken, and you'll never it's find like, me, you'll never cook me. It's like the jetpack in uh, the Grand Theft Auto games. You just gotta, like, you. it's really hard to find. It's exactly like the jetpack in the Grand Theft Auto games. That's exactly the the simile that I was gonna reach for as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, how how you doing? How how you feeling about this this decision to join us for the uh, for for the Wonder Yerks? Um, Seda, is it paying off? Yeah, I think that it's going. I think that it's going just just fine. I know I said fine just... last episode, but um, this episode truly was fine. So that's kind of where my emotions are at. Oh, and I will say it's it's, it's roll up the rim here in Tim Hortons land. And I just did my first Have you won? one. No, I just my very first one was a play again. And so I'm like really, really kind of dealing with that emotionally. <laughs> Oh man, I, I think the show is finally getting to the point where it's like, I wasn't sure if this was going to be like any, I, I wasn't sure if this was going to be like bad or if it was just going to be like, you know, adequate, but no, this show is garbage and I fucking love it. Oh, the Animorph show. I thought you meant this this podcast and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Satan, the show is great. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry that you made a mistake. I can go if you want. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, say that. <laughs> no, um, we are. I am. I'm definitely dragging your ass back on for when Blair and I do. If we don't fit, depending on how much is left of the show after we're after Blair comes back, we are definitely bringing you back on for it. Cool. <sighs> and how so are you this, doing? I'm. I'm doing okay. You yeah. know, I'm doing okay. That's good. Today's this week's been this week's been a little bit rough. It's only Wednesday. I mean, it's Friday morning at 11 a.m. <laughs> right? Yes. Right, Seda? Yeah. Because that's when it goes out. February, that's when it goes up. Um, February, thir- thir- third. Nine. Third. Third. Nine. 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 Yes. February 9th. Not last Friday. This Friday. It's this Friday right now. Last Friday. Last Friday wasn't even February 3rd. What the fuck? I don't know how to do days. I'm sorry. Wait, is it Wednesday? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I genuinely forgot. It is Wednesday currently. Okay. Okay. You you have to pronounce it like that. You pronounce it like that in your head every time too, don't you? Just remember how to spell it? Uh basically, yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, so I forgot the structure for this show. Uh there isn't any. Uh-huh. Uh I mean, I guess a, a slight digression, you know, behind the scenes as to why I introduced myself as a different name. It's because I like this one better. I'm still Luna. The I haven't changed that, but like this is more of a nickname. And since I'm on, since everyone listening to this podcast is a friend of mine, you get the nickname. I think it's really cute and it suits you really well. And I also just say like saying Lulu a lot. It's really fun to say. Yeah, is the thing. And I'm I'm very much a like 
pet name, nicknamey sort of person. Like, obviously, I try to respect mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't like that, but I'm very much someone who will pervert their friends' names into complete obscurity. So being given one that already is sort of twisted pretty far, um, that already feels like just a nonsense word, are, but in a really beautiful way, is something I appreciate. Are you, are you now compelled to, like, chop and screw my name even further? Um, no, I refer to you in my head all the time as Luba. Luva? Luba. Like L- Luba, L-U-B-A? I don't, yeah, I don't know why. That's just what my brain has done with your name. Isn't that, isn't that, like, isn't that a drag queen? Is it? I wouldn't know. Luba, that, oh, that's right. You, you don't watch it with Blair and everyone. No. Um, there, th- there's a L-Y-U-B-A. What's, who's this? No, that's a woolly mammoth calf. <laughs> So that's not anything. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I'm going to send you a link to this because this just blew my mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Luba, though. That's cute. That That's Luba. That's Luba. A, a baby woolly mammoth. Yep. Oh my God, she's got oh my she's God. got fur and everything. She does. Wow. It 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 it, it died forty one. It, it died almost forty two thousand years ago, and it was only thirty five days old. I cannot conceptualize any of that. It's so big for <laughs> thirty five days old. Yeah. What the fuck. Oh. So we, we watched Animorphs this week, and you know what? It's we've reached the end of episode three. Tobias is still not enough lit. Like he's going to be by the time the next episode gets to the gets to like the first commercial break, but like he's still not. Yeah, enough like, it, lit. It hasn't officially happened yet. Yeah, like on I, 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 out of here. Out of curiosity, I went to the wiki and looked up um, the the canonical Nothlets, and I won't mention most. Of, I won't mention any of them except for one because of spoilers, and it's because one of the one of the Nothlets is you, because th- there were alternomorphs that that we're probably not going to read that had the choose your own adventure options, oh. and one of the endings was you kill Cassie and you get stuck as a fly. What the fuck? Animorphs? Yeah! 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 Also, I don't know if I'm just, like, a little bit more caffeinated than I thought, but I literally, like, when you were, like, one of them is you, my brain started searching at, like, top speed to be, like, <laughs> is this, could, what, does, what if, and memory's got erased, what, could, would I know? I don't know. I haven't explored the science behind it. Oh, no, what if I am? <laughs> what, who was I before? Am I an Andalite? Is that why I think Andalites are so hot? <sighs> no, say that. Unfortunately, you're just horny for aliens. Shit. Damn it. It always comes down to that. <laughs> oh. The, oh same, same horny, different day. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so, this, oh, this, this episode. Um, was titled oh. uh, 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 Animorphs TV series. What's the name of this episode, Wikipedia? It's called Underground. Okay, that makes sense. 
Um, I honestly wasn't sure. Coming Wait, sorry. The... Hold on. I, I looking at the Wikipedia list of episodes. They don't. It takes until episode five before they are certain that Tobias is stuck in the morph. Oh, okay. Episode five. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it kind of makes sense, like that they are certainly, and it's shown. It's it's detailed in this episode. That they are certainly toning down the tragedy for TV, which makes sense. Um, you can get away with a lot less in sort of an vi- audiovisual medium, especially targeted towards kids. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, I, they don't—they do—they don't get—they—they don't, they don't tone it down that much. Like, I mean, the body horror is still—I can't see anyone who would have looked at that and was like, "Yeah, that's good to show to kids." Like, we can just <laughs> put that on YTV. It's fine. No one, like, fucking, like, six-year-old Jimmy is, like, it's fine. And, like, you know, 12-year-old, 12-year-old Luna is going to watch this and be like, oh, so this is who I am now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Including a white tiger. Yeah, no, exactly. So, canon- so, fun fact about this episode, this is where Jake gets his tiger morph. But some reason they couldn't get an orange tiger on the set, which is funny because white tigers are rarer and therefore probably much harder to get your hands on. But I guess, like, if you're going to town, might as well fucking go in a Lincoln. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So if you're, if, you're, if you're renting a tiger for a boy to turn into, you might as well just go, you might as well just, like, buy out the farm. I guess my brain sort of, like, backwards justified it by the fact that, like, white tigers are so rare that it's, more likely that they would be trained to like be in tv because people are going to be like "Ooh, we want we want the cool tiger we don't want a boring tiger um and so that's how my brain was like yeah of course it makes sense because I, 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 I don't think it does but <laughs> but i my brain desperately tried to make it so yeah uh another fun fact uh that's my persona white tiger hell yeah it is uh, another another fun fact uh, is that they call it a, a what is it, a white Siberian tiger, I think which they say does not exist. <clears throat> no, they say Siberian. Oh, really? Okay. I'm almost certain they say Siberian, uh, but that does not exist. There have been uh, ti- pretty much the only claims that have that anyone's ever seen a white uh, Siberian tiger. It has been kind of unsubstantiated. Um, there have been a few quote Siberian tigers, but they were not like purebred Siberian, so it's not really... They, like, had to mix the DNA, and those, I believe they were infertile. Um, the only really white tigers that exist are Bengals. Bengal tigers. Which are big, fluffy boys. I mm-hmm. love them. They sure are. Tigers are such fuzzy, cute animals. I love them. I love them a lot. But anyways, yeah, so they fucking lied. But, because in the books, I guess they wanted to adhere to some part of it, because in the books, Jake does have a Siberian tiger morph. It's not a Bengal, it's a Siberian. Yeah. So they they made it, and it is orange. It is explicitly orange. So in the book, in the show, they're like, oh, well, we'll keep the Siberian, but orange, oh, that's going to be hard to get. Oh, orange. <laughs> I honestly, like, while I was watching Jake sort of acquire this white tiger morph, I was like, is it a white tiger in the books? I was trying to remember. And if it weren't for Gates, like, incredibly detailed descriptions of Jake's morph, I just, like, had all these, like, mind flashes like flashes in my mind palace to her being like yeah. 
the orange streak ran through the forest, and I was like, whoa, yeah, Applegate, the, the ex- okey-doke. The, the, the ex- like, I swear to God, Caplegate is why my persona is what it is, because the way she described <laughs> tigers when I was a kid, I was like, oh, fuck, that's fucking awesome. It's so And legit. frankly, the way she just... The way, I've said this before and I'll say it again. The way she describes them is horny. Like, she is just... There is something like, indescribably horny about these animals that she writes about in her books all the time. Every time they appear, it's just, like, this raw power, like, flowing through the jungle. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but, like, if you read it, you will know. She's like a horse girl, but for all predators. Yes. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she totally is. Yeah. Oh my god, you think she has like a? Le- you think she has like? Oh my god, I would kill for like a Lisa, f- a Caplegate, a, a uh, Lisa Frank, a, a Caplegate. Oh, okay, hold on. Caplegate branded Lisa Frank style things with like you know sharks and tigers and like lions on the cover, but like they're doing violent things instead of cutesy things. Oh hell yes. Like eating a zebra. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. And it's very of the era. Yeah. Oh, extremely. God, I, I would kill for that. Um, so what happened in this episode? We we everyone is hanging out at uh uh at Jake's house and we meet yeah. Tom and we also see some of the worst architecture that we have ever encountered in it's been a while since I've seen architecture this bad because they have they look the standard like it looks like maybe like a two car garage yeah. if you got small if you got like some sedans. Yeah. Uh, and then they have down the middle a pole that uh, for a basketball hoop pole yeah, a pole like, for a basketball hoop the basketball hoop is not affixed to like the 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 front of the garage like you would normally expect it is standing on a pole in the middle of the driveway and I, you know i said those i said they were too big enough for two cars they're not you cannot fit two cars into that garage no and hell one car would be a one car would be a rough putt it truly with the way that it is it truly is the way that like axe would install a basketball hoop like, it is completely alien. It makes absolutely no sense. There's no car in the driveway, so I don't... I just don't understand. It. The hoop is where it would be if they had fixed it above the garage door like a normal hoop, but there's just also a pole that just comes down in front of the door and does not leave any section large enough for a car to get in on either side. And uh, I just have uh, so uh. many questions. Like, so many questions. How was that designed? How did everyone check off on that? Like, do you think, like, how is that post? Do you think, like, do you think that, like, when they get home for the day, they're like, okay, I got home, been a long day at work. Okay, gonna get my screwdriver out, step out of the car. <laughs> Unscrew like all the screws holding the basketball hoop up. Take it down. Drive my car in. <laughs> put it back in, and then it takes an extra like twenty minutes. And then like, oh god damn it! I didn't get milk at the store. You go back out to the garage. <laughs> I honestly think <sighs> they just like pay for street parking, and they just never consider like <laughs> that there's another option. Now, I, I really like the idea of them paying for street parking, not by, like, actually, like, paying for it, but just being, like, they get ticketed on it, and they're just, like, well... Constantly, they're, like, well, that's what it... That's how you... That, that's, that's, that's just the cost that, of have, owning a car in the city. <laughs> that's that's 60 bucks. <laughs> but anything to give our boy a basketball hoop. Yeah, honestly. It's... I just keep thinking about it, because both of Jake's parents work, right? Yes. And they seem like the type of family who would probably buy their kids a car when they turn 16, so Tom probably has a car. 
Not, apparently not, because he walks home. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, I'm literally, like, this is my entire night. I'm going to be just thinking about this. Because Yeah, it is, no, understandably so. It is the least, and you know what is actually the most inexplicable about it? Is that this is, this is not a set. This is probably a house that they rented to shoot in. Which means this is somebody's actual lived-in reality. It's not yeah. like it's not like the set dressers came in and like installed this nonsense surrealist basketball hoop. That was there. There's a family living somewhere in Toronto that just lives like this. And I have to, I need to talk to them. God. Yeah, it's Oh, who did this? Who did this? So, so this is a Marco episode because they they're changing it up like the books do. Yeah, like the, I wasn't, you know, like in the books. I wasn't sure if they were going to switch narrators or not, but they made it very clear at the beginning by having. This seems to be the just the way that they introduce episodes is by having one kid sort of walking down the street. <laughs> And being paranoid. Yeah, so you just have Marco like, walking. Like I, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do Boris's accent, which is very pronounced. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, I, I I can just be walking down the street, and someone's gonna come up and slam a slug in my ear. Yeah, and he says like four times. I wish I could just go back to like it was before. Yeah. Which is like, Baby. yeah. What's the um. Oh, God, at the end of the episode, he's got a great line where he says, guess I'm going to be changing forms more often than I change my underwear. <laughs> like, Marco, please love yeah, yourself, buddy. Bud. <laughs> like, get... I'm, like, I'm get sure r- that your dad isn't super on top of laundry right now, given the rest of his life, but, you know... You can help. You can do some laundry. You're a student. Yeah. Just, just at, at the very least, get rid of the skids, my dude. Like this is that's a, that's a, that's a time honored adage. Get rid of the skids. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer horror in your voice when I said that. Oh my God. Um. So Tom sneaks up behind Marco, and Tom extremely looks like um uh a very. A very definite teenager. Oh, yeah. Like an absolute teenager. Very much of a teenage boy, that man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have I ever shown you that one character from Supernatural who uh, is a teen boy who is also a 40-year-old adult who is just, like, gr- leaking grease from his pores at all times? No. Oh, no. I have to show you. Hold on. Uh, list of Supernatural episodes. I'll cut this. Sure. God, I want to get back into... I want to get back into Supernatural. Why? <laughs> I shouldn't. That was like so appalled. <laughs> I've never been into it, so I don't. I don't yeah. Have, I don't have any ties to it. Do you remember the racist truck in uh, season one? No. You don't remember the racist truck that ran black people off the road? In Supernatural? Yes. No. In, ep- in episode Route 666. Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. Supernatural Nightmare Max. Alright, here we go. This is a picture of a 16-year-old boy, according to the show. <laughs> That man is. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a shiny young man. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm putting that in the show notes cuz it's really just that bad. <laughs> Golly. Uh, but yeah, so that that's just what Tommy been thinking cuz he is definitely 16 years old. Yeah, for sure. Um Oh. They there's a moment where they're all hanging out in Jake's room and Tom just comes, he just pops his head in, goes, what you guys doing? And Rachel's like, oh, we're just cracking up. Marco finally said something funny. And Tom's like, great. And then just leaves. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. That seems normal. I don't know. I'm an only child, sort of. What, what do I know about how siblings interact? And um, Marco follows him to like shut the door after him and he sees Tom scratch his ear and it like goes into slow motion and um, Marco's immediately like, oh man, does he have allergies? No, he's probably got a slug in his brain. Yeah. Which I guess when you're living the life that these kids are living isn't a terrible assumption, but it still leaps very quickly. Yeah. And then Marco and Jake have this beautiful basketball fight where they are throwing a basketball back and forth at each other as they sort of spit off their witty repartee, um, which I always yeah. really enjoy. It makes me really happy. <laughs> they, need to, they need to prove how masculine they are by, not, by showing emotions while also playing a sport. Exactly. And Marco accuses Jake's brother of being a controller. And then Jake says, oh, yeah, you know who's weird? Your dad. Maybe he's a controller. Grieving the loss of his wife. Yeah, is, you know, Jake, not the most heroic thing you could have said. <laughs> no. Exactly. And I also do really uh, love the concept that maybe Marco's dad is just possessed by the single, like, most unambitious yerk of all time who's like, yeah, I don't know. I want a human host, but like, I just kind of want to sit around and watch monster movies. I'm not really into the whole world domination thing. I figure I'll just kind of chill. <laughs> yeah. got he's got a great sense of irony. He, he watches, he's got a great sense of irony because he doesn't, he does watch Inva- Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Exactly. And I'm not 100% sure what he's watching in this episode, but I did see a lot of sharp teeth. So I think he's just really into... You should have him on fear baiting. Oh yeah, we should get him. Uh, Jake's dad, or sorry, Marco's dad. dad. Marco's dad, come Mr. On Marco's baiting. dad. <laughs> Mr. Marco's dad, please join us on fear baiting. <laughs> so Mar- so Marco gets home and he's like, "Didn't you have an interview today, Dad?" And he's and his dad's like, "Yeah, but I canceled it. I was doing something more important." He's like, uh, "What were you doing?" And Marco's dad is like, "I was putting flower, fresh flowers on your mother's grave." And Marco's like, "Oh, well." There'll be more interviews. Yeah. This really seems like the type of thing where if I'd watched it as a kid, I would have been very much on Marco's side and been like, I don't understand why his dad's blah, blah, blah. And then I would have grown up and watched it as an adult and been like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I'm on the parent's <laughs> side, which is kind of my experience with all like TV shows I watched as a kid that involve parents. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah, surprisingly pulls like surprisingly few punches for how difficult it is to have a parent who's emotionally absent. 
Um, like, yeah, um, hold on a second. I'm gonna do this on live because I'm pretty sure Chunk is bonking his head on the side of his tank, and I just want to go grab him real quick. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Never mind, that was just the sound of someone cooking downstairs. Okay. <laughs> I got worried he was bonking his snoot. He does that sometimes. Oh, Chunk, don't bonk your snoot. Oh, I love, I love my little boy. I love Chunk so much. Him and his little flippy flop. What, what did you call him last week? Flippy, flippy flappy floppies. floppies. Flippy floppas. He's got them. You saw the video of the, the bearded dragon eating blueberries? Yes, I did see that. Say that. Of course I'm I did. I'm crying right now. <laughs> yeah. I love, I try not to anthropomorphize animals too much, especially reptiles. Um, but when, when they're chewing and then they make big smile mouth. Say <sighs> don't cry in the podcast I'm again. I'm crying. I love. No. That he just runs around and got little toes. I think I think the best part about that video is that he can't really he does not have the jaw strength to crunch through the blueberry the, the no. blueberry on his first try. So he like he just like kind of like rebounds. He's like. <laughs> I wish Chunk liked I wish Chunk liked blueberries that much. He's not a big berry boy. Aww. What's his favorite treat? He likes zucchini. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. Cute. Uh, all right, so back to this. Right. Um, so speaking of lizards, uh, well, they go to school the next day, and there's some really good ADR, which I'm going to cut in right here. Oh, yeah, I really should. Then I'm going to do it again right here. Oh, yeah, I really should. Oh, yeah, I really, oh, yeah, should. I really should. And then, Sado, are you up to making a remix? Yeah, I think so. Alright, that's going right here. one line per episode that I just want to listen that's like to noticeably bad yeah yeah that 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 um that, that the, the second episode didn't have anything that stuck out particularly bad and we're not going to do this every episode obviously because Seda we don't want to waste Seda's musical talent on this bullshit <laughs> but um we uh we um oh my god I can't fucking think so we go back to school and principal Chapman or vice principal Chapman is like oh well he, he like pulls Marco aside and is like oh well when yeah when one of our best students uh, stops putting up great grades we yeah we, we worry and like Wait, a of all Marco on. a of all Marco is wearing a tucked in polo shirt with a belt at school no fucking way in hell my dude Marco doesn't wear anything except for graphic tees that say Opa Gundam style <laughs> Why but like ironically, show, like why is this show insisting that Marco has ever tucked a shirt in? Why? Yeah, he does the half tuck at best. Like there's like a minion meme like half tucked into his shirt. Oh my god. Uh huh. Um, 
And also, Marco is not a top student. I'm sure Marco is very smart, but he doesn't put in enough effort to actually have good grades. This is, like, explicit in every book that he's at the front. There's like, he's no just like, way. There's no way Marco is a star student. No way that the principal knows, oh, Marco's grades dropped from a C to a C minus. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I would assume that, if anything, Marco is like me in high school... And any grades that he managed to scrape up were purely because of class participation. <laughs> um, I, like, I never did homework, ever, and barely did projects. I assume that Marco isn't, he doesn't seem like the type either. <laughs> and he, But he is a class clown, yeah. and I'm sure he'd love to yell in class about whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't believe that he has grades that are noticeable enough that someone would would like want to talk to him if they dropped yeah yeah no like that that's just be like well all right marco is not getting onto uh dean's list anytime soon so we should be fine not to worry about him and then like they did that after the first like quarter in school and which is like okay put his file in the shredder we're good <laughs> yeah. uh and, and then chapman tries to keep st- commentary on the school system yeah and then Chapman tries to step on a lizard, and uh, he misses entirely, and Marco doesn't think anything of it. And then uh, he goes into the lab with Jake, and Jake is like, oh, hey, don't don't let go of that lizard. It's gonna... We're gonna lose track of it. And then they morph the lizards because they hear Chapman... There's a really good scene where they're, they're, like, holding the lizard up to a window so that it can watch Chapman and some kid <laughs> discussing, like, the sharing and Yerk stuff in full public. Yeah, I understand Uh, that it's a TV show and they have, like, limited sets. And so, like, they kind of necessarily need to um, make the world a lot smaller. But they really, really are not upholding the sort of secrecy that is prevalent prevalent in books. They could have have at (laughs) least gone... But anyways, so here's my favorite scene in the episode. I think it's probably yours, too, because it's a really good scene. Um, because they turn into lizards and they skitter across the floor and it's fucking hilarious because they do that little, like, skitter thing that you love so much about lizards. <laughs> um, and, uh, fucking, they, they, they skitter to follow Chapman as he goes into a closet and Tom is there, fi- just like, <laughs> it's a small janitor's <laughs> closet. He is like facing away Blair from the Witch. door. Just Blair Witch into the standing. Yes, yes. It's like the end of the Blair Witch, and he's just standing, facing the corner, not doing anything, obviously, just waiting for Chapman to come in. And he comes in, and, Ch- and Jake and Tom turns around and is like, welcome. And Chapman's like, good work, because he opens a secret passage to the, the York pool. Yeah. And, oh my god. Then there's sort of oh. a chase <laughs> sequence where, the, where Jake and Marco as lizards escape. And Chapman is not nearly suspicious enough that two lizards happen to be just listening to their conversation. And then yeah. Jake and Marco um, hey, it, back. Sorry. Is it just me or does um, someone pointed this out? But uh, does, does, does Tom kind of look like uh, Benny from Fallout New Vegas? I... I, know, I know you've never played a video game. I know you've never played a video game in your life, so I've got a link here for you. Yeah. I don't not see it. Yeah, I, I, I can see it a little bit. Anyways, yeah, th- someone yeah. someone brought that up in the comments. <laughs> um, right. 
Jake and Marco go into lockers to transform back into people, and the lockers yeah. sort of comically shake. Um, yeah. And which is not suspicious in the slightest. I mean, that's how that's what happens in the books, but yeah, like not suspicious in the slightest. Yeah, and also I just don't seeing it actually represented is very much like how did you fit? How didn't you hit your head? Why wasn't it locked? Like, do lockers have some sort of Boris safe can... where if you're in them, you can just get out without them having to be locked? Do they not have padlocks? Do they just lock natively? But, like, they obviously don't, and you can just get in. I just have... I, oh, Mar- logistics Mar- questions. Marco got shoved into so many lockers, they had to logistically make them larger so that he would not die if he got pushed in there again. <laughs> yeah. That might be it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um so what what happens next? What they happens next? They all decide to get um danger morphs. They so do decide they... to all get danger morphs and Jake gets the Jake gets the white Siberian tiger. Uh-huh. And Rachel, and Rachel gets, gets Rachel a gets a lion morph and, and no one else gets anything. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. And this this is where Maybe they I... they probably didn't they probably didn't have the budget for the wolf this episode. Yeah, honestly. This is probably, possibly, other than the line before, maybe my favorite line in the episode, as I referenced earlier, which is, Cassie says, oh, this is where my mom works um, with all the exotic animals. And I believe it's Marco who says, exotic animals? Like rare chickens? Like a rare chickens? <laughs> like, what does that even fucking mean? My dude, why a chicken? Thank you, though. I'm so happy. <laughs> what? It's 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 like a it's like a it's a gotcha game. It's an SSR chicken. When I was a girl guide, we sometimes camped on one of my leader's farms, and there were yeah. chickens there. Chickens are so. Did you ever turn into a horse? Mean. Sorry. Did you ever turn into a horse? I didn't turn into a horse. I did make friends with cows, though. So that's pretty. So close. that's that's the that's actually pretty dope. Honestly, that does yeah. actually complete. Like Sadik, you seem like you seem like a horse. You seem like you seem like you were a horse person, but you didn't like not with horses, with anything but horses. Yeah, I've never liked horses very much. I've always been very, very frightened of them. I'm sort yeah. of a horse. I'm like a horse person, but for life. Yeah. You you, know? You, <laughs> sure. Sure. But chickens are really scary. They'll they'll chase you and they'll they'll chase you up on top of a car and you're only ten. <laughs> oh no, say that. <laughs> and they'll try to bite your leg, and they will bite your friend's leg. Oh my god, yeah. such chompy animals. <laughs> they are. Anyways, so 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 they go to the sharing. And they get in a line to. They have a. There's a really good scene where everyone like fades in and they're walking. And it's like it's like a it's like a deleted scene from the wall. You know the Pink Floyd movie, The Wall. Oh, and, thousand um, percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that. And they walk in, and then everyone's like marching down the hallway and turning their heads sideways and dropping a yerk into the pool. Which the pool is just like the pool is just a hot tub with like red lights queso with dip. like three red lamps at the bottom. What's that? It looks like queso dip. It does look a little bit like queso dip, but bubbling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking of. 
Yeah. Um, so it, and he, yeah, this, like, is, the, the, this is like surprisingly visceral and like surprisingly horrible. Dark. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because they, first of all, because it's a, a, a meeting of the sharing, all of the controllers we see are kids. Um, kids are uh, teenagers and they walk up to the pool, they deposit their yerk and they all immediately start screaming and trying to escape and then they're like bodily thrown into a cage or whatever um yeah and they do tone it down a little bit at the end of the scene but ultimately like they are really not kind of shying away from at least expressing a bit of how truly just existentially horrible this entire thing is which i admire in a weird way Oh God! Um, I, so in the yeah, book, so 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 it, it, it in the book, what happens here? In the book, um, everyone goes battle. Everyone goes battle the fuck up. We got Big Jim. We get, uh, we get Tiger. I think we we don't have Rachel doesn't have Barry yet, so I don't remember what her battle morph is. I don't know if she has. I actually don't remember what happens in this in the book in this one. But like, I feel like it's not Tobias. Like Jake turns into a into a, into a, a skink and runs off, and then everyone else kind of walks out. I think. There is and there's a then lot also, more death in the in the book. <laughs> like a lot of well, people, yes, as they try to escape, are all killed. Yeah, I think in they this one, they they, they do like... also they do also try to get Jake or not Jake Tom out, and in this one they're just like, okay, well we did some recon, let's fucking boogie. I'm done with this bitch. Yeah, and also, w- this makes sense for the show, but we only see human controllers being, like, having their yurks regenerated, whereas I believe in the book we saw some, like, hork and that kind of thing, and I believe also in the book this is where we were introduced to the concept of voluntary controllers. Um, yeah. Which so far we don't we see any of those not, here. No, we haven't come up against that. Thinking about it, honestly, it's pretty surprising how dense with ideas the first Animorphs book is, especially since it's, what, maybe 120 pages? They they introduced yeah. a lot of concepts and a lot of characters. I mean, because... Really well. I mean, there's a reason for that. That's because Caplegate really doesn't, doesn't fuck around with, like, falling action, because so many of her chapters end with, like, just after the climax, and then cuts to, like like an hour later or so once everyone's out of the woods we don't have to deal with like okay and then they got out of the boat and then they demorphed and everything was fine they were like okay let's take a breath and regroup it's just like okay and then they fought the visor three ran away and then i fell then i turned into a bird and i flew off cut to like a day later like debriefing everything that's what i I really like caplegate style on that front like i'm not at all being facetious when i say that i just genuinely love that she writes like that because it is very refreshing it's a breakneck pace i wouldn't want it for every book i read like i i don't think like uh the the song of ice and fire books for example would like work like that though i guess they kind of do now that i think about it they actually pretty much explicitly do but anyways i don't think that works for every book but like i think it works very well for caplegate it's like just Go, 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 go. I respect her a lot because if you look at what other young adult authors were doing at the time, especially in this, not this exact genre, but sort of the like young adult kids thriller style, like you look at a Goosebumps, um, the way that their chapters are ended are often very almost manipulative because there will be like false cliffhangers and 
then you know take backsies in the very next it's 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 like the weird um book equivalent of a jump scare almost and she yeah. doesn't give a shit about that she's like nope this is what's happening <laughs> just go with it which i think is really yeah. neat and i mean i think that i've said this several times while i've been like rereading but i think one of the reasons why reading the books as an adult works so well is that she even though her audience is kids, she actually really respects her audience. Um, yeah, we said it. We said it before. Which I think is really cool, and is one of the reasons why they're so enjoyable. Yeah. So let, let's just finish, let's just cap off the episode. Um, so they okay. go to they, they go to the um, they get out and uh, they're. There's apparently another uh, a red tail. Uh, what what is Tobias again? I, I always forget. It's a a, 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 a red tailed falcon, red tailed hawk. Thank you. Um, there's apparently another red tailed hawk just running around, uh, trying to like just flying around with them, following them, and then that <laughs> hawk flies away, and they're like, "Oh, that wasn't Tobias." Oh, beans. I've been like, talking to Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did we leave every? Did we leave Tobias back? Oh, damn it! And then the rest of the episode is them. The last like ten seconds is them just like going around, be like Tobias, Tobias. Yeah. Oh, that's it's ties in. There's one thing we skipped, sort of, is that this is where they start to really heavily do the Rachel Tobias stuff. Yeah, we did um, skip that because it's not what either of us are interested in. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it, it's bad. But they have sort of the one scene where, like, Rachel and Tobias, I think Tobias walks her home or something, and they have romantic music, and they look at each other, and Tobias says, do you ever wish you could just fly away? Uh, and they look at each other, and Rachel's little sister takes a picture of them, and it's like, now you have a picture of your new boyfriend! And they're like, what? 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 What are you talking about? Yeah, and, uh, it's, Yeah. yeah. So at the end, I believe Jake is like, don't worry, Rachel. I'm sure that he got out fine. Like, Rachel's the only person who would <laughs> care because, yeah, you know, yeah. love or whatever. Um, oh, God. Uh, what was... Okay, so that's the end of the episode, yeah? Yeah, that's the end of the episode. We got questions. Let's get into the questions. First question from at uh, what is cosplay who says from where you're kneeling from where you're kneeling it must seem like an 18 carat run of bad luck truth is Tom doesn't fuck and that, that's a Fallout New Vegas joke if you didn't know that I, I didn't I, the, the part about the part about Tom not fucking that's not part of the that's, that's not part of the uh, that's not yeah. part of the monologue but the rest of it is I mean um, I think it's, next qu- it's certainly true yeah uh, next question, Bad Garage is where you go to buy robot dildos, right? Because the question I put up was, we watched the third episode of the Amaro show and Tobias still isn't a fucking nothlet. The fuck is up with that? Anyways, ask us about Bad Garages, Adult Teens, and Stifled Teenage Romance. Or Stilted, sorry. Uh, and then uh, Cassidy asked, uh, Bad Garage is where you go to buy robot dildos, right? Uh, confirmed. Um, yeah, like next giant question. three-foot dildos that look like power tools. Fuck machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does Jake slash Bobby keep getting forced by the narrative into relationships with lesbians? That's a good question. I, I don't know why. Because Sean Ashmore looks... He looks arguably heterosexual-ish. 
And then also uh, uh, the uh, lizard emoji greater than person emoji, which I, I, I am very inclined to agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, at one more orbit on Twitter at, says at Tobias, at least he's as for Tobias, at least he's still in the show at this point. Further down the line, there are episodes where I swear the writer, the writers literally forget he's a character, just no shows with no explanation. Oh no. I'm, ex- oh, I'm not looking I don't, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm, uh, excited about that. Uh, I think that it makes God, sense but because like, like it's harder to have a bird <laughs> hanging around casually yeah. in the show than it is in the books. I mean, it's kind of a plot yeah. point in the books that he isn't around as much as he wants to. I'm giving the writers uh-huh. way too much credit on saying that they're going on some sort of thematic Tobias plot line, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just going to justify it that way when it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's it for questions this week. Uh, if you've got a question, hit us up on Twitter at the, uh, at, at the Wonder Yorks, uh, the Wonder Yorks at gmail.com, or you can check us out, uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, shit. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, if you want to check, if you can't donate to the Patreon, that's totally fine. Uh, uh, we appreciate it if you could like spread the word about us, tweet about us, uh, give us a review on iTunes. That helps us get a little bit more visibility. Um, yeah, and then uh, if you want to check me out, I'm at ChieShadownaka on Twitter or ChieShadownaka.tumblr.com. I also do fear baiting with a bunch of different guests while Blair is away. And I also do the leftism podcast, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which I'd recommend tuning in this week because it's going to be a fucking juicy one. This, this A lot of shit. Like, we... Um, we 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 uh, we're, we're kind of like running the show a little bit more professionally now, and like we got like a shitload of headlines to deal with. We also have a Discord for that if you want to check that out. The Discord link is on our Twitter. Oh yeah, I saw you made that public. Nice. Yeah. Am I? Anyways, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Go for it, Seda. I was just like, hmm. I was I was just meditating on the podcast for a second. Yeah. Okay. So you can find me on Twitter at nudity um, with an e a instead of a y. You can find me on Tumblr at galpalactic, um, and you can find a bunch of music that I do at people you meet outside of bars uh, Right now, in the city I live in, there's a uh, challenge going on where you record an album in during the month of February so within well at the end of February I'm going to be posting a new new album uh hopefully um that's kind of what's going on now so yeah you can look forward to that I guess yeah and mm-hmm. is that that's the that's the show uh so uh to, to tune in next week when we discuss episode four uh, uh, on the Run. That's my favorite uh, Pink Floyd song. Which is From the Wall. So nice. It all comes back around. Uh, actually, no. On the Run is off of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. But sure. Sure. It's on the wall. Oh, it's on the wall, Seda. No, there is a song about running on the wall, though. I think it's called You Better Run. Is th- uh, list of song. Uh, wait, hold on. The Wall album. Uh, let's check out the track list of the wall. There are four sides of the wall. I didn't know that. Uh, run like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the episode. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So we will see you next week. Uh, until then, I'm Lulu. And I'm Seda. And remember... Uh, <laughs> keep your hand on that Eskimo device.